Hey there, thoughtful listener. What is your number one lead generation blocker? Head to upmyinfluence.com slash quiz to find out right now. That's upmyinfluence.com slash quiz, and I'll share why you aren't getting the intros and sales you deserve. We're also actively seeking guests for this daily commercial-free entrepreneur wisdom podcast. Agency owners, consultants, coaches, and B2B service providers, head to upmyinfluence.com slash guest, and I'd love to promote your expertise to our amazing audience. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, it is the Chief Innovation Officer at Henry Schein. It is Bruce Lieberthal. Bruce, thank you so much for joining us. Great to be here, Josh. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, Do give us an overview of of exactly what Henry Schein does. Well, we do a lot of things. Uh, Sometimes I like to refer to us as the biggest company uh, a lot of people don't know about because our business is almost exclusively a B2B business to healthcare providers, physicians, and dentists. We're the largest uh, distributor to dental professionals worldwide. Uh, We're also the largest uh, software company in dentistry worldwide, uh, operate in, uh, I think, 32 or 33 countries, uh, about 22,000 of us uh, around the globe, uh, which we call Team Shine members. Uh, our headquarters is um, in Melville, New York, which uh, for those of you who know the New York area is Long Island. And uh, we have a very large medical distribution business uh, as well, mostly uh, located within the United States. So, you know, the next time you go visit your doctor, if you look around a little bit, and you <laughs> the boxes, you'll see Henry Schein's name all over it. Uh, ah. we, we provide pretty much all of the products, technology, services, and solutions uh, that our doctors use. Well, I can't imagine what the past few years have been like for you. Can you give us a, a glimpse into your world? I mean, did it change much, I, or uh, it, what? What was that like? Uh, you know, at the kind of the the dawn of the pandemic. Yeah. So, uh, change much would be an understatement. Drastically. <laughs> would be really uh, the way I'd put it. We we kind of were the center of the storm. Um, and interestingly, uh, many of us were sort of repositioned in our jobs because uh, Henry Schein, it was sort of an all hands on deck um, response to the industry. Uh, we felt a great responsibility, which I think we did fulfill to get our customers everything that they needed. They were under enormous pressure. Uh, You know, think about being a dentist when nobody can come to see you. Uh, The treatment that you render for patients is producing all of that aerosol and so on. And this is how the virus is carried. Um, So they're out of their office. And even when they got back in their offices, you know, how do they operate safely? So, and then couple that with uh, the huge disruption in the supply chain, especially with with uh, products like PPE and so on, uh, it was enormously stressful. Um, we also did uh, a great deal of work 
in sourcing COVID tests um, from around the world and getting those uh, to our customers so that they could utilize them in their practices and with their patients. Uh, that was an enormous challenge because the pandemic was so disruptive, as everybody remembers, even the FDA was uh, sort of rewriting the song sheet uh, as they went. And, and so um, for us, it wasn't just sourcing products, it was sourcing products that had emergency use authorization and that carried its own um, um, significant uh, challenges and, and so on. And so even for me personally, I mean, I'm the innovation guy, which is my sort of nine to five job, but I was repositioned with a couple of my colleagues into sourcing COVID tests from around the world and working with regulatory and legal. Uh, and it was fascinating, but it was extremely intense work. Uh, but we knew we were doing uh, our part uh, in, in helping people. And uh, so, yeah, the company was uh, uh, completely changed. And, you know, it was a bit of a scary time, not just for us, uh, but, you know, obviously for our customers trying to figure out how do they take care of medical and dental patients uh, under this kind of once in a lifetime, if not longer, uh, you know, situation. Yeah. So I, I would imagine, again, as the chief innovation officer, all eyes on you. You got big problems to solve. Um, what do you what is your normal life as a chief information or I'm sorry, as a chief innovations officer uh, on a regular basis? Like what what where is your focus? Where's your attention? And, and what are you creating? Yeah. So, uh, you know, innovation is different things at different companies. So, you know, if we were, and I'll get to your question uh, sort of in a roundabout way, but, you know, if we were a and j or so on, companies that, that manufacture a lot, uh, the role would be very often the role is running an innovation center and, you know, trying out edgy new technologies and trying to come up with a few success stories as, uh, innovative, edgy new products. And, you know, the innovation in healthcare is so um, intense uh, and has been for years that there's no shortage of things to do. For Henry Schein, um, most of our business is, uh, is distribution. So innovation for, for us is a bunch of things, but mostly what it's about is us finding products or and solutions and services, or, or or products, solutions and services finding us, and then for us to be able to evaluate those, do a lot of diligence on those products, and then get them uh, mapped to one or more of our um, business units around the world. And Henry Shine has dozens, if not hundreds, of business units around the world. So my role partially is to be able to say, okay. We just found a super cool solution, um, but which of our business units would be most appropriate to sell, sell and commercialize uh, that solution? So it sounds simple. It isn't. Uh, there is uh, it's a fire hose coming at us every single day. When you're a company like Henry Shine, you're a bit of a beacon uh, in healthcare. And so pretty much everybody's ideas it could be a single entrepreneur 
and sometimes those entrepreneurs are our customers, our doctors, uh, who come up with solutions. It could be universities, it could be venture capital companies, it could be um, employer groups, uh, our existing suppliers, or just folks who, who've come up with something uh, that they believe is uh, edgy and new. And so our, our group, the innovation group, we're a bit of the intake funnel for all of that. And then our role is to do enough diligence to say, you know what, all of these things are wonderful and they're all interesting, but they're not, we're not the appropriate company always to be marketing or commercializing certain solutions for a variety of reasons. And so we try to get through this stuff as, as quickly as we can, but there is, uh, as I described, just a fire hose of opportunities and a lot of incredible things going on in healthcare. And the pandemic, you know, if there's a silver lining, it sort of accelerated innovation in, in certain aspects. Uh, infection prevention and control would be Golly, yeah. a perfect example. Um, testing uh, methodologies, not just more tests, but the technologies that those tests are based on. We all um, are familiar with uh, the vaccines, the mRNA vaccines, which you know, that's not new technology, not brand new anyway, it's about 10 years old or so, but the pandemic accelerated the development of it because mm -hmm. we needed it, right? And so, um, you know, we were, we were immersed in almost all of this. Necessity, the mother of invention, so... <laughs> Um, so I, I'm so grateful to have you here. Um, in terms of like, uh, you know, things that are on the horizon, uh, what areas of medicine or dentistry do you think are exciting? And if if someone listening to our conversation, say they're not in the industry necessarily, um, but, uh, you know, they, they have a mind to pay attention to headlines. I mean, I love great science and tech news, um, but what areas of medicine do you think are going to be really exciting over the next three to five years? Yeah. So I'll give you a small list, but you know, the list goes on and on and on. Right. Um, and, and many of the things on the list are, are things exciting for healthcare and outside of healthcare. So, um, you know, the first one that comes to mind is artificial intelligence and everything that goes with it. The, the promise of this technology to be able to um, help doctors diagnose, treatment plan, get to and get to these diagnoses faster to be able to help people in ways they weren't able to do before um, and create sort of precision, customized treatment and therapeutics uh, for patients is almost immeasurable. We're very much uh, immersed in that. So one example, a really exciting product we're just bringing to market right this second, actually, uh, is the ability for your dentist who reads radiographs, x-rays all the time for you to uh, find uh, dental pathology. These could be cavities, which we call in the industry dental caries, um, uh, endodontic or root canal uh, problems, uh, other types of pathologies, periodontal disease, meaning gum disease and so on, all of these different things. Um, there are patterns that, that AI can uh, detect. And so 
uh, instead of the doctor just looking at uh, a radiograph, an x-ray on the screen and looking for the discrete little shadows that represent, let's say, tooth decay, the computer is assisting the doctor in finding these things. This is in medicine and dentistry often called clinical decision support. So the doctor is still making the decisions, but the computer is and the software is aiding the doctor in doing so. This, this is truly profound. It's profound in medicine to be able to locate uh, diseases like cancer and, and things like that. You know, those of us who, uh, and I used to be a practicing dentist, those of us who uh, look at radiographs, you know, it's, it's a three-dimensional space that is projected into a two-dimensional sort of negative a series of grays and so on. And so the ability for you to be able to say, you know, this is disease and this isn't, um, is as much of an art as it is a science. And the computer software, this AI software, is hugely uh, helpful in doing that. Um, other areas very connected would be the whole area of uh, IoT or Internet of Things. The, yes, yes. Is, you know, the ability to embed... IoT is a fancy term, but it, it really means embedding the internet and smarts into, into sometimes everyday things. So, you know, the smart speakers we have at home are IoT devices. Uh, the Apple Watch is an IoT device, right? We had watches before. They told, they told time well. Told the time. <laughs> but, but being able to put the internet into these kinds of things um, opens up vistas that, uh, you know, just weren't available before. You know, that's true in healthcare too. Another uh, product category, for instance, uh, that we're bringing to market right now um, is, uh, you know, is, is based on the real concern and challenges uh, uh, physicians and dental offices have around equipment. So in a dental office, for instance, uh, you know, I, I often say sort of tongue in cheek, if you were to take 100 dentists and separately put them in a soundproof booth and say, what's the piece of equipment you fear the most uh, um, having a problem, uh, they would all say the exact same thing. They would say the, the compressor, which is a um, that, that's that generates air pressure that runs the office, basically. And the fact of the matter is, um, it sounds boring, but the reality is if that compressor goes down, that doctor is out of business, period. They can't do anything. They can't wow. see patients. And that's, you know, real revenue and real, real, um, real pain for the practice. And so we've developed uh, a proprietary technology here at Henry Schein that we can um, apply to equipment that is watching that equipment uh, all the time and sensing problems. And since we do the installation and the maintenance of that equipment, we do it, not so much the manufacturers, uh, these uh, signals from these sensors, these internet connected sensors are is flowing into our experts who are watching this in a control center all the time. And so when they see just telltale signs, for instance, of equipment that is sort of cresting down is is beginning to show signs that it, it's it's having trouble, then uh, we can intercept that and prevent uh, a fatal issue with the equipment. Now, if you combine what what I was saying about AI with this kind of technology, you put the two of these together, 
then in the future, we'll not only be detecting equipment as it begins to head downhill, we'll be able to predict uh, when equipment failures might happen. So for instance, we can get to know through a lot of data and feeding these machine learning engines that a particular model uh, of compressor, for instance, has a part that has a mean time uh, of failure of, and I'm just making this up, obviously, you know, 17 months. And so at 16 months or, or, or so, we can just say to the practice, you know what, we should replace that part. And, and so this, this kind of capability uh, is enormously helpful. You know, and it goes on and on. This the AI uh, type technology also helps us um, uh, be more precise in terms of how we sell and service our customers because we know what their buying patterns are and what kinds of products uh, that will be uh, important to them. Other areas that are super interesting and really uh, fascinating um, are. Um, Areas around, uh, I mentioned this a little bit, but precision medicine, genomics, proteomics, this is the ability for us to create practice-based, office-based tests, for instance, that will take five minutes, 10 minutes, and be able to tell the doctor and the patient you were either at risk or maybe have early signs of serious disease. And so, you know, we all know, I mean, it's a bit of a pipe dream to think we're going to cure cancer in the next, you know, year, two years. It's just, you know, first of all, there's lots of different types of cancers and, and these serious diseases. But we, what do we all know? We know that if we can diagnose this stuff very early, we can save people from uh, incredible morbidity and mortality uh, events. And so there's a whole host of uh, tests rolling out now, uh, some of the, which are still going through FDA, but coming very quickly where physicians and dentists will be able to test their patients and very quickly be able to know, sometimes even before there's a visible lesion, uh, that this particular patient needs to be uh, uh, investigated uh, further. Um, we've seen the TV commercials, right, for um, I, the name escapes me for a second, Cologuard, you know, a, a test, for instance, that people can do at home, which is 92% sensitive to be able to say, you know what, uh, you're either at risk or you have early stage yeah. This, These kinds of advances in healthcare are true miracles. And, um, you know, Henry Schein, um, you know, we're right at the center of the storm, if you will, in terms of being able to uh, know about these things early, uh, work with the entrepreneurs and the companies creating them and getting them into the hands of uh, people who can utilize them uh, um, quickly. We, we play a vital role here because it's not enough to have these solutions. We have to get them into the hands of people who can use them and, uh, and do things with them. So, you know, the list goes on and on. Lots and lots of digital and, and clinical uh, type solutions. All kinds of uh, really interesting materials, uh, for instance. So, for instance, we're talking to a couple of companies who have been able to purify, synthesize, 
the uh, and this sounds funny, but the excretions from uh, mollusks and uh, clams and uh, and so on. And you know, anybody who owns a boat knows it's impossible to get these things off your boat, right? And that's because they secrete this incredible glue. And seawater is very much like the mouth uh, in terms of its composition. And so we're, we're going to be able to use these uh, types of chemicals to become cements uh, that don't wash away um, at all and uh, become really uh, innovative and breakthrough kinds of uh, materials, but lots of different materials, coating, uh, you know, dental and, and, and medical implants with antimicrobial coatings and so on. Um, a whole host, uh, Josh, of um, green, sustainable, uh, highly effective uh, antimicrobial um, solutions and chemistries and products that aren't subject to um, resistance because you know that's a huge problem uh, and, and so on. Drugs that are created using artificial intelligence and precision uh, type medicine also within our scope. So, you know, yeah. I could go on and on for, yeah. for hours about this. There's just, you know, uh, as, as I uh, often say to the people I work for, our challenge is not that there isn't enough uh, wonderful stuff going on. There are brilliant people doing incredible things. Um, it's it's not what to say yes to. It's often what to say no to. I'm sure you've so much. Yeah, we're we're in Moore's law for sure when it comes to innovation and in healthcare today. Bruce Lieberthal, uh, again, henryshine.com is a website, and that's S-C-H-E-I-N. If you're in the healthcare world, if you're a dental professional, medical professional. You know about Henry Shine, but again, that's the website. Um, and uh, again, Bruce, this has been a phenomenal conversation. It's so great to have you. Thank you so much. I feel like I, mean, I would I would love to go out to dinner with you and just just listen to you <laughs> talk about all the things that you're excited about because I'm equally excited about them. So thank you so much for joining us. Pleasure, Josh. It was really great to meet you and spend some time with you. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. If you're a listener, I'd love to shout out your business to our whole audience for free. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or join our listener Facebook group. Just search for The Thoughtful Entrepreneur in Facebook. I'd love even if you just stopped by to say hi. I'd love to meet you. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. We love our community who listens and shares our program every day. Together, we are empowering one another as thoughtful entrepreneurs. Hit subscribe so that tomorrow morning, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you for around 15 minutes each day. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.